As a proud sponsor of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, IATSE Local 212 would like to wish you all an awesome year in 2018. We would also like to draw your attention to a few upcoming events. January 20th will be the second annual Women's March Canada Calgary March. Please join members of the production community in this important march. On March 4th, Local 212 is sponsoring the Calgary International Film Festival's Oscar Party. This is a great time to socialize with other members of our industry while raising funds for the Calgary International Film Festival. Have a prosperous new year and enjoy this installment of the podcast. Hey everybody, we all know Story Hive and how great they've been to filmmakers in BC and Alberta and uh, we're so thankful for them and the uh, this uh, next incarnation of, of Story Hive is really exciting. It's something they've never done before. It's the first ever immersive edition and the call for submissions, are, it's now open. Um, so you want to get your submission in by January 29th and you can apply for a $40,000 production grant to tell stories in 360 VR. Um, over 100 filmmakers in Western Canada have made music videos, digital shorts, web series, and animations with the support of StoryHive, and now it's time for groundbreaking storytelling with the, help, with the help of virtual reality. So here's what's up. StoryHive is offering filmmakers in BC and Alberta 10 grants to produce 360 v, VR video projects and companion short films. Winners will also receive mentorship and training from VR experts and distribution on Telesoptic TV On Demand. Alberta filmmakers, this is your chance to use new technology to do what you do best, tell stories, and get $40,000 to express your creativity on multiple platforms, learn new skills, and transport audiences to extraordinary places. You can find out all the details on storyhive.com, and that's where you can start your application uh, as well. So be sure to get it in by January 29th and become the future of filmmaking. Alberta. Hello. Alberta? It is. Wait, wrong order. That's Hi. the province we're in. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm Scott Westby. Yes, you are. And I'm Matt Waterworth. You are. Together, we make up a, a increasingly smaller part of Full Swing Productions. And every week, mm-hmm. we bring you the listener news tips and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. Uh, what's your deal this week? My deal? Yeah, what's up? Oh, we're well, we, we're, we're going to L.A., yeah, uh, we are. So I've been trying to uh, get us some meetings. That's right in LA, which has been uh, interesting. Yeah, we're kind of pulling favors, I think, and and yeah. t- tapping into the our network, which is uh, one step removed from the LA network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to Hollywood. Tell tell. Have we talked about this too much? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we've yeah we talked we talked about how we've got some funding for development for a new movie called Jones, and I think yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're 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 trying to get the next movie going too. So um, that yeah, involves so you know, a lot of script development, a lot of you know directors' visioning work that you're doing, um, and uh, hopefully we can shoot this summer. That would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. So this was through the the project lab through the film center, mm-hmm. and part of the whole development plan was go to L.A. Yeah. So what's the what's the plan there? Like, what are, what's the big vision? Like, what would be a dream come true for you? Uh, you know, there, you know, I think, I think what NSI taught us was, was how powerful cast can be when you're, when when you're pre, uh, the, the actual financed stage pre a green light. 
um, you know, a, a strong cast, even if it's not necessarily a bunch of names that you know or have, or have heard of, but maybe some faces that you've re- you can recognize and some credits that that you know are big, like oh, they've been on a, an HBO show or whatever it is. That can that can go a long way, I think. Just just to putting in in uh, any financier's mind that oh, okay, this is the real deal. This is a yeah. real you know, it's going to be a real entry into the world of film and and it you know every film is it's a crapshoot every film is a gamble right um even the biggest budget films don't necessarily make a ton of money back and so um but at least with with some recognizable cast you can say this is going to be a different uh, it's not just going to be you know me and my buddies in the backyard doing you know pro, pro wrestling right uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes down to the poster, really, right? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. what do movies that I go see, what do I care about? Okay, what's the movie called? Who made it? And who's in it? Yeah, so the strategy is to say, to say, to meet with casting directors and meet with agents and maybe even meet with actors to say, you know, here's the film we're looking to make. And if, you know, if you can sign on to it, it could, it could you know, even, even just a casting director being on board could help, you know, move things along. And, and then that casting director can, can actually help you know, casting director, we could do a whole podcast on how important that totally, is in yeah. that, that relationship. Um, but you know, that can be the stepping stone to getting that cast. Right. Um, and, and so if you have a couple of letters of commitment from cast or even just from a casting director, you're taking those steps, you're getting further along and, and you're yeah. saying to potential funders that you're, you're serious. So, uh, that's, that's goal number one. We're yeah, also, sweet. we're also going to visit with uh, fabrication films, the distributor on, on in plain view. And so, um, that's, that's part of the trip as well to, to, you know, meet face to face with some people that we've, we've, um, had a lot of conversations with and signed some agreements with. And, um, so that's, that's an important one. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool trip cause we're at the end of one film and the beginning of another one. Yeah. And it's so, kind of a perfect time for yeah. it. I think honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so yeah, it, yeah. it should be exciting and nice mm-hmm. and warm. So if you're listening and, <laughs> and you're, you're cold, going early, yeah, he's, he uh, so, yeah, I mean that kind of is the the update with Plainview. We're we're putting all of our distribution deliverables together right now. I've got them open on my machine, and yeah, it's. Uh, I had a big oops this moment or this morning when uh, I, I learned that a clearance report was not the same thing as a title report. What are what is either? <sighs> well, clearance report, uh, script clearance is you have a, a proper media law company go through your script, and they say, "Oh, you." Uh, you know, you're, you're referencing a certain brand, like, you know, John opens a Coca-Cola. They go, okay, you're going to need to get clearance from Coca-Cola right. if you want right. to include that. Or uh, the name of this person is actually a, a real identifiable person who lives in Florida. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, you're going to want to change that name or the name of this. In our case, we had the Wainwright Hotel was the original name for right, the right. Plainview Hotel. Yeah. And they said the Wainwright is a hotel, a real hotel. Right. Um, that's now in Heritage Park. And we're like, you know what? That's going to be a nightmare. So we'll just yeah. rename it to Plainview. And we talked about this with Greg Pang <clears throat> on the Greg Pang right. episode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the interesting thing about it is if you if you pick an, a common name, you think you're it's a bad idea, like John Smith. Right. But that's actually a great idea because it there's makes so it way many, harder yeah. for someone to say that's about yeah. me. Because that's the claim you could make is, is if they're using your name, they could the, the someone could sue you to say this movie's about me. You made this movie right. about me. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to apply for errors and omissions insurance this morning. And, uh, they're like, yeah, title report, uh, is needed to be included along with all this other stuff, all these other, uh, contracts that you sign and stuff. And, uh, so I followed up with, uh, the people that we use to, to do these reports, Eastern script. They're wonderful. I would absolutely recommend them. And I was like, Hey, is this a title report? Am I just, is this like an American thing? And they're like, Nope, you need to do a title report. 
by the way, it's like anywhere from 1500 bucks to 2000 bucks. What's it? And what is a title report? A title report is exactly what it sounds like. They go around the world looking for anything named in Plainview or close oh, okay. to it okay. and say, yep, you're good to go. Hmm. Or just so you know, there's, you know, a Brad Pitt movie coming out later this year called In Plainview and you're going to be in trouble if you try right. to right. use this name. So in hindsight, probably something I should have done earlier. But what about the the script clearance? Didn't 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 go over touch on title? Or, no, or, I, apparently it's a whole other thing. So interesting. yeah, that was a rookie move uh, that I'm sharing with the world, um, but a learning moment for me. But d- the genuine question, because I don't know where we're at with this, but does 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 a lawyer not need to watch the movie as well for you know? Is that or is that included? Is that happening? I don't know. Okay, right. we'll we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. Someone listening right now is like, that's, yes, they do. Or that's no, always they don't. been my assumption is that like a lawyer, or maybe the, and maybe that'll happen with the, as you go through the ENO process. But uh, I always thought somebody's gonna actually have to sit down and watch it, and that's right. why it can be so expensive because you need a lawyer to do that, right? And a lawyer's rates can be very expensive, yeah, right? for sure, per hour. So uh, yeah, all right, we'll we'll, we'll come we'll, back. We'll, to yeah, that. we'll give you an update on that one because that's going to be hopefully not a, a massive shit show because. Yeah, I had no idea how expensive yeah. distribution deliverables were going to be. And it, yeah, it's, it's inevitable. I think, yeah. you know, you, there's always going to be expenses that you just can't see coming. Uh, but uh, China. China. As, as Trump would say. China. China. Oh, you actually, you, you you got a good Trump face. You can't see it on the podcast, but it looks good. Uh, Ampia's there yeah, right, now, right now. And yeah. among other people, not mm-hmm. just Ampia. Yeah. Uh, many Alberta filmmakers. Luke Azevedo's there. Yeah. And they they just signed a memorandum of understanding with the uh, Guangdong Motion Picture Association, which is a first of its kind, Matt. In China. In China. So it's pledging the resources of the two organizations to the goal of successfully completing an Alberta Guangdong co-production. I'm assuming they have a specific production in mind, but I, I don't know much about that. Well, uh, yeah, from what I read, it's, 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 it's more of just a commitment to making one happen. Right. Like, like let's get the first one. Uh, yeah. I would expect happen. that they have a specific. I'm sure there are potentials. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is the first time the, the GMPIA, which is the Guangdong motion picture association has signed any MOU with any organization outside of China. Um, and also marks the first time a significant trade mission from Alberta's film uh, sector, film, television, digital media sectors have traveled outside North America. More details to follow. That's really exciting. Right on, right on. So congrats to that, the the team out there. I know mm-hmm, they're putting mm-hmm. in a lot of hours and uh, China's a, yeah, a strange place to, to visit. Yeah, to yeah. Actually, Braden Rook is there and uh, right. I saw on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. he, he posted some pictures of like an incredible dinner that they had. Like, a, Oh, did he? Yeah. I saw him at like a news desk. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, and yeah, we got to go. We got to go on the next one. For sure. It sounds fun. Uh, Fargo season four is expected to air in 2019. Uh, and if you didn't hear it, Ewan McGregor, Give a little shout out to Calgary during his Golden Globe acceptance speech. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, so... Because uh, we're worth shouting out, honestly. Absolutely. Like Calgary Cruise Rock. Absolutely. But yeah, Noel Hawley apparently has an idea yes, for season that's four. that's where we're at. There is <laughs> so, an idea for season four. Which is good news for us, I guess. Yeah. Unless that idea is like, it's got to be in Florida. Yeah, it's totally... It's yeah, got to be in New I, Mexico. I completely agree. It could um, be like... Yeah, we got to change it up, and so that means change of scenery. Although, yes, I suppose that's a long shot considering the show is called Fargo. Um, it's going to be yeah. somewhere cold, so we're so we're always in the running, I'm sure. And uh, you know, three years uh, make it four. Let's make it four. Hopefully, they come back. Yeah. Uh, a Calgary Herald article came out this week uh, with the class of 2017 Calgary's rising stars who made their mark this mm-hmm. year. You were in that article last year, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yes, yeah, that's exciting. Although this was not just filmmakers, this no, was a yeah. combination of uh, artists in general. Yeah, but uh, some some awesome filmmakers: Cam Christensen, Todd Kipp, Sandy Summers, and Ty Vo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Yeah. Um, of course, Jason Filiatro, screenwriters in there, um, animator and story artist John Hoffman, 
and actors Claire McConnell, Chad Rook, and Milan, Milena, Melania Robinson. I'm not sure if that's spelled right. I might be reading it wrong. Apologies uh, yeah, if we've got that wrong, but congratulations to all those uh, all those folks. Um, good list to be on, and uh, and and give it a read for sure because um, there's some very interesting information with uh, uh, some of your favorite Alberta filmmakers. Certainly. Okay, speaking of favorite Alberta filmmakers, yeah. here's one of my absolute favorite Alberta filmmakers and one of my favorite people. Um, she is the the master of puns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's an absolute sweetheart, uh, and she makes sometimes just the most inappropriate jokes. <laughs> um, I think we got a few of them in, in this interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, but why did you want to have her on? What, what was for you? You know, and, and, and she was kind enough to, to go into it, uh, but I find Kalila to just be so open about really tough stuff yeah, um, absolutely. and and obviously she's a vlogger and she covers this this stuff um very openly uh with the internet as well um and and so yeah it's it just i always find it very impressive and 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 somewhat shocking when people are are willing to uh bear their souls totally. so uh yeah. so frequently and yeah. and uh and and what's really nice and i and, and i don't think we really uh focused on it enough during the conversation but um is that she's actually helping people when it comes to PTSD and mental illness. Um, there are people just who by talking her. about yeah, her own yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people who are reaching out to her for, with questions and, and so being so open about anything, whether it's mental health or whatever, you know, something you're right. having a challenge with or, or, or finding your way through, um, you know, that's, a, that's a cool way to give back to, to anybody who, who you can support. It's a good, it's a good version of the, you know, we ask ourselves what's the worst that could happen, but maybe yeah. you ask what's the best that could happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, she's very brave for putting herself out there like that. So she is, cause I don't think we started like this, but she, Kalela is a short film director and right. writer. Yeah. She is a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a vlogger, mm-hmm. uh, among many other things. So and graduate of the RDC program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, multi-talented, uh, and looking forward to sharing this conversation with you all. How close should I be? I haven't done this in a while. I think you're perfect right there. Well, maybe a little closer. I'm perfect we've no matter changed, where I am, right? We've am changed, right? uh, the settings a little bit. So oh, you don't have to hold it so, so close and shout anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was telling Kalila that, uh, we're using this table because there's a puzzle in progress. Yeah. Well, we're normally who's... on my dining room table. Oh, who is that puzzle? That is Frida, uh, what's her? Kahlo? Kalo? Kalo? Frida Kalo. Uh, Frida Kalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great artist, Frida Kalo. Uh, yeah, so big puzzle. Uh, and Britt last night was like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll just finish it up. Right, and, of course. And, That's pretty ambitious. It's a thousand piece yeah, puzzle. Yeah, I was like, but, and then do what with it? Like, right. why not just destroy it now if you're going to destroy it after you finish it tonight? Um, anyway, she, she uh, did not, obviously. And now we're talking about framing it, of course. Um, well, that's kind of the thing. It's like with a puzzle, you build it and then you destroy it. And realistically, who's going to do it again? Right. Who's going to be like, enough, I want to yeah. do that puzzle yeah. again. So I feel like you either have to frame it or like give it away or something. I don't know. But there's some Eastern philosophy around that, isn't there? That, Is there that, about puzzles? There are. I mean, there are. Aren't there those the, those monks that will spend like yes, yeah, week, in the sand? Or, yeah, or whatever? yeah, yeah. And then, and then, well, oh, like a Zen garden, thing. yeah, like a right. massive mosaic of different, yeah, not just that, but like, like there was an episode of uh, the West Wing where, the, uh, like, they had these monks in the White House doing one of these things, and then they just destroy it afterwards. Like, it's done, okay, destroy it, and it's about letting go, I suppose. Metaphor, yeah, <laughs> I'm puzzle. very bad at let, letting go, mm, yes. I can't do puzzles just for fear of yeah. having to tear them apart. No, for sure, it's uh, <laughs> how, how do you let go after putting that much work into something? But to me, I guess I'm a completionist, like. 
for if the puzzle I, I gotta I gotta do it and then I don't ever need to do it again. But I don't need to look at it right, either. Right. Same with like video games. Like I need to do every side quest. Um, I'm yes. not that way with movies anymore. You are though more than me with movies uh, or like series. I yes, guess like you need yeah. to see every. Yeah, like like uh, Shape of Water is a is a Hellboy movie. Oh. If 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 you don't know, it's technically in the Hellboy world. Guillermo del Toro directed both of those films, and so remember, Doug Jones is playing the the Aquaman guy. Right. With did we already talk about this on the show? Am I, no, am you, I repeating this? Uh, uh, oh shit! I don't anyway, know. point is uh, <laughs> that is like a prequel to the Hellboy movies. So I don't know. But then then it comes the the question becomes, right. which I'm dealing with with Star Trek, right? Is like, uh, yes, I saw all of TNG, but do I go back and watch everything in order of release or in order of story? So I've I am in the process and have been for years in the process of watching Star Trek in story order. So starting with Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise. I feel like that. I would feel that would be a mistake. Yes, (laughs) because like as did the fellows on uh, the Star Trek subreddit because they were like, no, no, they (laughs) they decided to do this intentionally, right? Like there are the the information you get. Well, that's the release order. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's legit. There are things that. Totally. You get I, to I the miss. end of the series, you're like, oh, yeah. that's why warp yeah, exactly. drives work or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, do you watch Star Trek? No. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I like the movies. I like the first movie, the most recent reboot movie. Oh, I saw one of the movies. Which one did with Chris Pine? Maybe it was. What's the the the, the Spock. Spock was yeah. Zachary Quinto? Yeah, Zachary or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he in all of the new ones? I thought you were a geek. I thought you were, geek. I thought you were like. Yeah. Where? I'm not like the cool kind of geek. <laughs> oh, I'm the. I, see. I don't know how internet works. I see. Moron. <laughs> I think there's a kind difference. <laughs> I like Harry Potter. That's about where it ends. I started watching the X Files. Oh. Okay. And mm-hmm. I was very. Proud of myself, I guess, because Luke came home and he was like, wow, you're pretty deep into this because it was paused at the beginning of the fifth episode. (laughs) Wow. And he had only been gone for 40 minutes. It was amazing. (laughs) So you watched him really fast. We we lost some time. Interesting. Whoa, Wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, Whoa, aliens. Uh, uh, I'm actually trying to get through season one of uh, X-Files. I actually just did. It's long. Like This is back when... TV series had 24 season episodes, right? That doesn't really right. happen anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. Like like as much as I want to like the show, there are there's some really like 1993. Yeah. It was a tough time. It, it's very slow and. But anyway, I, I hope it gets better. Uh, and season one for any show is kind of tough. Yeah, I always I usually skip season one honestly <laughs> for most shows. I'm like ah, <laughs> really? like we were like we were trying to go through the back catalog of Malcolm in the Middle because I love that show. And we're like, all right, this is gonna be our like we'll binge this or we'll have you know we'll watch an episode a night before bed kind of thing. And we got like five episodes into season one and we're like, oh my god, this show's awful. What? And we just stopped watching it. And then like a year later, we're like, oh, okay, let's just skip season one and go to season two. And it was fantastic. They really hit their stride. That's true of Buffy as well. Buffy, yeah. Buffy is season one is a tough. Oh uh, yeah, I tried to note. watch Buffy, and then I was like, I don't know why everybody loves this. Yeah, I'm moving on. There are a couple of really rough episodes, and they shot on Super 16, and it shows, and and so yeah, I think that they went up to 35 after season one. Right. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It looks really low budget, and it probably was. It was yeah. Uh, 30 Rock hit their stride first season, first episode. 30 Rock was already going. Was it all downhill from there? It was. I love Thirty Rock. You don't oh, like Thirty Rock? Oh, thank God. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> and uh, Arrested Development, of course, was amazing right from the right from the get go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of shows do now, but uh, Thirty Rock is an interesting one because you have to, you still have to set things up, 
right? Like who's Tracy Jordan and and the like. But you're right. They did get into their their cycle very quickly. Quite quickly. Full show. Um. So Kalela. Oh hi Matt. How are you? I'm just so good. Thank you for asking. Good. I've never been better. Mm. That's pretty good. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh. So. I am. Do I? Do I get to? I, I'm probably totally wrong, and and, and of course that's fair. But I'm wondering if I get to brag that I may have got you your first like onset work. Is that true or no? Um. Yeah, I think so. Is it true? I, I remember. Yeah, Sweet. I was thinking about this last night. Actually, it's like, oh, I have to have to brag <laughs> that Matt got me my first job. Yes. It was uh well, technically, I guess it was Dylan Metcalf because he was supposed oh, right. to be yes. on that thing. Yes, and then he. I think he sent me a Facebook message or he made a Facebook status yeah. for the sake of the story. Or he sent me, he, he sent me he your sent, number. I yeah, think, he and, sent me a message specifically yeah. because he was like, here's the girl for the job. It right. wasn't like a cattle call or anything. <laughs> right, right. It was just for me. And nice. uh, <laughs> um, then, yeah, I was working for deco windshield repair at the time and right. I was under my tent and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, a day on a real film set. Cool. Okay. On and a then brutally cold day. I yeah. was there too. Yeah. 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 yeah that was the first and, day. And I Jason, met Jason you. Memel, who also, <laughs> yeah. like none Jason, of us belong right. there. None of us belong there. And we were gripping. Great. None of us had ever gripped uh. before outside <laughs> on a day like today. It was minus like 30. I thought it was. And we were trying to set up. Do you remember trying to set up a light? 15, oh, no, no, no. No, no. It was colder. It was. Yeah, it was. I remember the thing that. Would oh. you stop? The dishwasher, dishwasher, the dishwasher stuff. R two. <laughs> I think the thing that like endeared you to my heart was like you were sitting out there freezing and texting Briar, and you're like, "It's so great to be married, to have somebody to check in on you and be like, hey, stay Are you warm.' Alive? Yeah, it's nice. That was pretty great. Yeah. It still is. She still checks in on me. I love your wife. Less you're still alive. I'm still alive. Thanks to her. Oh, that's sure. too bad. Oh. Oh. How's your dog? How's how's your dog? Let's talk about that. My, I don't know if we've ever talked about my dog oh, on the yeah. podcast. Well, eh, I don't know. She's perfect. Just because she's, she's there cute. when we record sometimes. Yeah, she's there. She's cuddling sometimes with usually the guest because she likes things that are new and people that are new. Nice. Yeah, she's perfect. She's literally the perfect dog. Well, um, mm, yeah. I have I have two dogs. Oh, you so do? I, I beg But to they're differ. new or one's new. One's new, yeah. One's brand new. One is brand new. She's 13 weeks old. Right. Wow. And, uh... She currently has explosive diarrhea, and that's fun in the middle of the night. Baby fever, gone. Um, (laughs) I do not need to have a child for the next ever. (laughs) Because, yeah, that's fun. Sorry, anyone listening to this who doesn't want to hear about my dog's bowel movements. But she's good. I like her, and she's the perfect dog. No, she's not. Marco's the perfect dog because he's very patient with her. He's three. He's three, and she's 13 months. Yeah. 13 and they're weeks. both oh, sorry, sorry, thirteen weeks, and they both live with you. Yes, that's yeah. a lot of dogs. Yeah. I love Marco, and I've never met him. Oh, but I've seen him on your vlogs. He's yeah, and he seems awesome. He's so good, <laughs> and he's so patient with this little yeah. baby dog because like she's going to chill out eventually, yeah, and she's yeah. gonna have to because she's being trained as a service dog. Right, but. For now, it's like she looks like a rabid chihuahua when she's trying to play with Marco. She's like, come on, <laughs> biting at his ears and yelling. Yeah, that's always funny. It's, but yeah, so yeah, I met Matt and Scott. So and but let's rewind even further job. now that I've I've been selfish and given myself credit for that, which is not at all the case because. No, it is. You hired me. Thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so you, you, but where did you meet, meet uh, Dylan? Dylan, yeah. Um, At Red Deer College. At Red Deer College. So you I both think, went to Red Deer College. Yeah, he was like, 
the year behind me or in my year. I don't even remember. It's all a blur because, like, in the last year of the film program at Red Deer College, there's no classes. Right. You're just, like, making movies. Right, right. And I worked with so him had a been couple on, times. I've been on sets before. Yeah, like, yeah. college sets, but, college like, sets. it counts, I guess. It's can, just... But can we talk about about Red Deer and like what, what the application process and and because oh, we, yeah. because we're we're a bit biased to SAIT because we we went there and we we talked to a lot of yeah SAIT we grads. don't really have a choice but Red Deer is a great program yeah it sounds like a great program so yeah so what was it like to to go through but also like how does one get into that program um well I'm gonna start this with a disclaimer the program apparently from what I've heard is completely changing oh really oh, okay yeah okay. but when I went there it was. Um, you needed two years of post-secondary experience. Um, to oh, you get already the, needed two years? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they prefer if you go through the theater program at RDC or anywhere. But, like, the way that I did it was went through the theater tech program. Oh, okay, cool. Just so you can kind right. of, like, get in the right mindset for not seeing the sun and working <laughs> long days and being Wearing creative. And, and Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just... Selling your soul to the stage manager. I was the stage okay. manager, yeah, right. so I really So I know I got so many yeah, souls. It was great. It was, oh gosh. Um, but yeah, so two years of post-secondary experience, unless you're um, my friend Justin Brunell, who got in right out of high school, I believe, because oh. he went to, uh, oh, what's that called? In Edmonton. It's that school for the arts. Vic, Vic? Victoria Vic, School of Victoria? the I've never heard arts. of this school. Yeah. I don't. I don't oh. know. Yeah, I went. I, I went yeah, but yeah, I, went I think I'm sorry if I just called you out, Justin. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, but like that's interesting. He had like all of his high school experience was performance and oh, tech stuff. Right, so right. Like, interesting. He was allowed in. Wow. And right. um, but yeah, so they prefer for you to have some sort of college background, and then you walk into the motion picture arts program, right? And there's two streams. There's the acting stream and the tech stream. And basically there's classes where you kind of cross paths, like screenwriting class. Everybody was all together. Right. But then there was like production class for the tech people and then acting class for the acting people. Right. And uh, honestly, that's the extent of my memory of what the classes were. But um <laughs> Yeah, the first year of the film program we called third year because technically it's your third year in college. And uh Oh. Yeah. Right, because so it's I actually kind of thought it was a four-year program because I yeah. just assumed that you had to take those two years, those pre-two years at RDC, but you don't. Um no, you can do it anywhere. I think they prefer for it to be like there, the theater yeah, program right, at right, RDC, course, yeah. but if you really want to get in and they think you're going to be an asset to the program. Cool. You know. Um, yeah, so third year is just kind of learning what you want to learn, you know, um, not learning what you want to learn. <laughs> that was my well, experience. This is, well, this is a challenge of any film school, right? It's like, it's like if you, especially if you've got an acting program, like, like the acting students are probably not terribly interested in say the cinematography. Maybe some of them are, but, but you're never going to have find someone who's like, I'm gung ho about every single class editing and script writing yeah. and acting like don't, those don't always go together however the youtube generation i think is is definitely creating someone who's super multi-talented and all of those things just because they want to create content yeah. um so that's, that's a weird thing to bring up why the youtube generation i don't know why why oh, oh. why would we <laughs> no, we're gonna get to that oh we're yeah, gonna yeah. get that oh, okay i thought that was that's a little uh, i was trying to help you yeah. segue anyway Oops. well i don't want to jump to it yet right okay so because i just segued a off a cliff <laughs> 
No, we'll get there. Right, we'll, get okay. there. we'll Tarantino back to that. Right, okay, sweet. Shortly. But uh, <laughs> but the um, what else about RDC? Like, what's the fourth year like? Um, the fourth year. And what did you do with your fourth year with no classes? In oh, um, well, you know me. I never have class. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. That's the first that pun. So I can't believe we're 13 minutes into the interview and there's only been one pun from you. That we've caught. Yeah. <laughs> right. That true enough. Caught. Some are stealth yeah, puns. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think I'm just nervous to be talking, so I haven't really been on my A game. I see. I see. I'll, uh. Well, I'll try real hard <laughs> to make that happen. Get it? Film real boom. Um, nice, nice. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm the worst person. Just <laughs> turn off no, the podcast now let's and set it on fire. Let's just stop. <laughs> but um, fourth year is basically you take the skills that you learned in third year. Um, basically, you learned about like cameras and editing right. and set etiquette and screenwriting. And now, just pause for a second. The screenwriting class at RDC. Um, when I went there, it was taught by Scott McPherson. McPherson. Okay. Potato, potato. Sorry, dude. If Scott I said potato. it wrong, <laughs> uh, Scott Potato. And uh, it was just like walking into that class. I think the best lesson that I learned was like, value yourself, man, mm. and just mm. take your life experience, put it into art. Boom. Right. Who cares it's if advice. it's good or it's bad? Good you advice, just yeah. you love yourself. And yeah, it was like, we're like, I don't know, inspiration and motivation mm. class. Than anything but yeah so we got to learn about screenwriting and uh then in fourth year it's just no classes kind of a free-for-all they just like throw you off the edge of the dock and you're gonna sink or swim right and uh yeah i how many i think i worked on 13 films when i was in my fourth year in like some capacity right. like <clears throat> i wanted to direct one and then that kind of it didn't work out too well like footage went missing and oh, just no. like oh, no. it was oh. it was called unwritten but it was basically unfinished is what i call it now <laughs> but um i oh i did direct one uh it was called oliver and it was yes, very course. sad and had my friend justin brunell that i mentioned before as as the guy named oliver right and uh it was sad i've seen oliver oh yeah oh, is it I'm on so video sorry. or something uh, it's on or YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I've seen it for sure, but it was a while oh, ago. Yeah. Is this a... is this where he has died? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, feel, I have seen it as well. I don't know how, but. Well, you loved it, right? <laughs> I did love it. I did love it. <laughs> but yeah, then I also did like set deck and stuff on other people's projects. And that's when I first kind of fell in love with special effects makeup because um, my friend Amanda had this one that involved wounds and I wanted to work on it, so I was like, oh, it could be makeup. And she was like, okay, sure. And uh, that's when I did my first special effects makeup. Ah, what was okay. the first special effects makeup thing that I that did? you did? I took a black stipple sponge, dipped it. Oh, God. Okay, you're over <laughs> yeah, my head now. <laughs> I dipped it directly into the product. Don't ever do that. That's so unsanitary. Oh, oh, and yes, then I dragged it, it across her arm, and it looked like she had been scraped. Oh. oh. So, <laughs> how did you know how to do that? Um, internet. I think my friend, who was a year ahead of me in the program, was really into special effects makeup at the time. So she kind of was like, "Look at all this stuff I have!" Right. Sweet. And she cool. showed me, and yeah, nice. It was, yeah. Shout out to Bleeding Art Industries. Oh yeah, sponsor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don's um, Hobby Shop is actually ah, where I got okay, it. But, right, but is Bleeding enough. Art actually sponsoring this? They actually are. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not, not. I mean, yeah, they the sponsor season, the whole yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, both places are great to get that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
but especially bleeding but, uh, arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so you jumped right into makeup there, but what happened to like like you? So I didn't realize you did that film at RDC. Yes. So after RDC, what did you get into as far as short films? Because. Ooh, that's an excellent it, question. Because yeah. there was a, there was a <laughs> spoiler alert. You you did go to school for makeup, but yes. that was a little while later. Yeah, that was like I made an attempt in 2014, and then I had to drop out due to uh, a Issues, family emergency. Things, yeah. And then I went back at some point. I'm drawing a blank. Um, June 20 whatever year. 2015? 2016. Not 2016. Mm. No, you were done by then. Yeah. Hmm. At some point, I went back to makeup school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like I've been, yeah, I've been out for a year. But didn't you make, I don't know. You made Mommy and Me. Yes, yeah. And it, was there another short too? Um. Yes, we made a short film this past June. Yes, I did graduate last yeah. year because this yeah. June I was in Jasper with Sam Reed, um, doing allegations it's called okay it's just like a three minute and 45 second short film directed by you or was it yeah it oh, was cool. uh it was actually going to be a youtube video sorry okay. if we're going too fast <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> it was going to be for my youtube channel and i just i am a person who feels a lot of feelings and i was feeling feelings one day so i decided to sit down with a voice recorder and i just talked into it and basically wrote this letter to someone who I was feeling feelings about. And uh, I was about to start thinking about what kind of shots I would want to do for the YouTube video. And then I just contacted Sam instead. And I was like, hey, you want to make this short film with me? So I sent him the like script or whatever, the letter. And uh, he was into it. So we just went to Jasper one day and wow, cool. shot it. That's awesome. It was a good time. The, uh, gorilla Motion Pictures, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what, what's happening with that now? Where can people see that? What's, um, they can't see it yet because we're submitting it to festivals at the moment. I wasn't going to. And then, um, Luke, my rock and (laughs) the executive producer of that little short, he was like, no, you should, you should put it in festivals. So I was like, okay. And, uh, yeah, so that's happening. Maybe hopefully (laughs) 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 we just started submitting it. I submitted it to Cuff yesterday. Oh, cool, cool. You also uh, you also s- shot something at my house one time. Yes, which is a that was weird mommy long and me. story. Yeah. That was mommy and me. Yeah, okay. Because Luke was Luke was communicating with me about the location, yeah. and uh, and I wasn't sure if there was a, another short film happening. But anyway, um, so tell us about mommy and me. Though, where did that where did that come from? What's the... um, mommy and me came from. My turbulent past. I'll I'll add the music. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, Funny that you should say that. Adding the music is actually the only step that we have left on that film because uh, I want it to be right, but I can't afford for it to be done right financially right right now. So it's like, you know, I don't want to ask a friend and be like, oh, can you do this for me for free? Mm -hmm. It'll be great exposure. So we're just kind of waiting on the money gods. Yeah, we were just talking us. we were just talking about this last week about about how, you know, you I can never say you, you can have something quickly, quality or cheaply. Yeah. Pick two. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it wrong last yeah. week too, but yeah, it was time, <laughs> right. quality or money and you right. get to pick two. If you have enough so, of. So yeah, I mean, the nice thing as filmmakers who are like just trying to scrape it by and and get something made um without a grant or without, you know, a bunch of financing um is you can take your time 
yeah. and 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 still do it right, uh, it just takes a lot longer. Right? Yep. I'm hoping that one day soon we'll be able to get the music on it because I think it's going to be a cute little film. I guess I should go back to explaining it. Yes, because, <laughs> it yeah, was, yeah. Um, it's so, a unique idea. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about this girl whose mother was kind of a huge narcissist and <laughs> she passed away and there's no other really living relatives and this woman didn't have friends really. It's just kind of mommy and daughter. And uh, yeah, the daughter has to pick up this woman's ashes, her beloved mother's ashes from the uh, crematorium. And basically she doesn't know what to do with them because she just has her mother's voice in her head like, oh, you're really going to put me on the mantle? Oh, like, what the fuck? I mean, good golly. And uh, (laughs) just basically she's trying to find an appropriate resting place for her mother, but she doesn't know how because she couldn't really please her mother in life. Mm. So how's she going to do it in death? And she just, it's a comedy, I promise. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it's just this girl and her mother's ashes for like 13 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I I love the idea. It's uh, It's very interesting. Um, So... When, when when do people get to see it? When when will the music be done? Um. Oh gosh. Oh no. I have no idea. <laughs> all hopefully, right, right. hopefully this year. Okay, because cool. uh, are you still looking for a composer, or do you have? Some um. In mind I have a couple people in mind, money, right? but I'm just trying to save up some money, um, which is hard to do when you have two dogs and right, no sure. work. Can you apply sure. to the AFA? Um. I probably could. Yeah. 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 You should. The yeah. deadline's coming yeah. up. You can apply for just that part of it. Just the finishing fund. And if they've got a movie, mm-hmm. if you've got, they've got something you can show them already. It's like I just need the music. It's going to cost this much. It's a compelling argument. I yeah, think. I completely agree. Ooh. I think you'd be a, you'd have a good shot at it. I think we're gonna. Yeah, I don't. That never crossed my mind, and oh, I was yeah, just filling out an application. If money is like literally the only thing in your way, <laughs> and if it's an artistic endeavor not meant for create or um, commercial purposes, the AFA would be a. Or Kickstarter, or like people, Kickstarter, people, yeah. oh, yeah. people, you know, say all I need is a thousand dollars to finish post production on this, and, and here's the film. Like you can see, you know, pieces of the film, and and uh, I think, yeah, I think that's very compelling. I, I mean, although it didn't work for To the Mountain apparently, but uh, <laughs> uh, it yeah. can't can't it always yeah. work. But well, Kickstarter is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, and for a short film, it's a much smaller ask. I would think yeah. it's yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good idea. Yeah. I uh, I tried a Kickstarter once, and it it didn't it didn't kickstart it's tough, it's tough, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. especially it now good. it seems like it seems like the the boom for films with crowdfunding has passed it feels yeah. like to me I, I, I don't know, know for sure if that's unless i mean unless you've got a, that that perfect project for it that somehow just fits it perfectly yeah. or you've got zach braff attached or something right yeah right. <laughs> i feel like there's still room for that but yeah yeah, I, although like when like Super Troopers Two was the last big yeah. movie I can think of, it's just not really in the news anymore. Maybe yeah, yeah. well maybe yeah. Wasn't there? Nope. <laughs> the name slipped my mind. <laughs> there was another one that I heard of recently, but hmm. I can't talk about it because I don't remember right. what Fair it's enough, called. Fair enough. Yeah, I yeah we should look into that. Um, so uh, where did like like when did the YouTube part of your your whole creating world come into play um it was i guess in february 2015 when my mother passed away i went into this like season of depression and i just laid in bed all day watching youtube Mm -hmm. and uh what would you watch i watched a lot of hannah hart like i just started on episode one of my drunk kitchen she's great and went through her entire channel very quickly and who else I found 
this one girl that I watch all the time now. Her name's Elena Fender. And she talks a lot about mental health and mm. uh, mindfulness and self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has this really great series on her channel called I Don't Buy It because she's bisexual like some of the best people are. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> there's just like so much stigma surrounding bisexuality yeah, yeah. and like, oh, you're, face- you're faking it. And right, right. It's not real. It's I don't other, buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's a pun because it's I don't I don't buy it. B-I- pun number it. four. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> but that was, not yours. That I was understand. Elena's pun. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny. She just plays this like aggressively straight woman in that mm. series interviewing LGBTQ plus plus right, plus right. people. And <laughs> she's like, oh, how do lesbians have sex? Not that I would ever need to know. <laughs> and then just like the word straight comes flying onto the screen. <laughs> it's very funny. So yeah, a lot of her humor and uh, just her way of talking about life really got me through a lot. And inspired you to start your own channel. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, she's actually Canadian. She was living in Winnipeg. Oh, cool. And I think a couple of years ago, last year, recently she moved to Vancouver with her boyfriend and just kind of started over out there hmm. like man if she can do that i can make youtube videos totally, wow totally so yeah then i uh just set up my laptop with my little <laughs> macbook like webcam <laughs> built in and i just made a video put it up nobody saw it <laughs> i think i've seen it i think oh, i've seen it good I, maybe whatever your earliest video is I've, I've certainly watched that oh good fun i'm so sorry <laughs> i try to watch um, as much as i can yeah. i had the channel for like two years before I made my second channel, which is like a lot more successful than my first one was. And I think it's because on my first channel, I would talk about just everything. Right. Um, I'm a makeup artist now. So I named the channel beauty by Kalayla, which is like what I go by when I'm doing makeup. And so I would do makeup videos, but then also mental health videos and just like right. random vlogs and stuff. And then, um, more recently in June of 2017, I think I, at the end of June, I don't know. I was like, that hasn't happened yet, but it's 2018 now. <laughs> yeah, it's 2018, yeah. Scott. Yeah, I'm right. still Cap getting shop. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in June of this past year, this past year. yeah, <laughs> I uh, started a new channel called Post Traumatic Victory. And it's just right. talking about my journey through the world of PTSD and trying to get a proper diagnosis and, going through therapy and just what my life is, I guess. And that channel has a lot more subscribers than the first one because it's just one very specific more thing. Of, more of a niche. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, kind of focus. yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a question I often I often have. Is is it better to try to consolidate all your subscriptions or, or your views onto one channel? Um, and I would think yes, but maybe not if it's if it's more like niche is always yeah are you still doing beauty by kalila um it still exists but i haven't touched it since like the end of summer okay yeah so you're kind of doing both for a little while yeah it seems like now you focus more on the new one you just said more on haha um (laughs) yeah i focus a lot more on the new one you Uh, said more on too (gasps) you said it again oh shit and i didn't that's how you do that (laughs) Wow, Matt's such a moron. What? Um, but yeah, I focus a lot more on my second channel now just because it's, it sounds really sad, but it's a bigger part of my life. Like I do still work on makeup stuff occasionally, right. but it's kind of my mental health slash mental illness is more in the forefront and higher on my list of priorities. Right. So I focus more on that one 
and and Moron. is it is it you're 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 sitting in front of your computer talking for the majority of them or now i'm sitting in front of a camera talking right, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> and i have and you do um, songs and, and yeah know. occasionally i do um so sorry if you've heard any of them <laughs> mostly it's just i write sad songs about my mom or do song covers mm. so that's fun i uh told myself last year that i was gonna like write five or four or six songs and create an EP and send it out into the world. And then that didn't happen. So I just, my goal for this year is to write one song that I'm proud of, put it on my YouTube and forget about it. (laughs) Apparently. Fair enough. Uh, The topics that you tackle are so personal. How, how do you have the, the guts to do that? I, cause I don't think I could, you, you talk about, mental health and and the loss yeah. of your mother like how how do you go there how do you um i'm gonna need a second to think about that man <laughs> okay right. scott we're just taking a quick break i'm gonna bring you into this okay uh, we're taking a quick break from a conversation with kalela uh to talk about the calgary film center have you ever been to the calgary film center i've been a couple times to the calgary film center yeah. okay it's fantastic it is pretty amazing yeah yeah there are uh, 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse spaces. Uh, and William F. White's is right there. In the building. It's amazing. You walk across, you walk next door, and you yeah. grab a, a C-stand. It's as though someone said, we need a world-class screen-based production facility here in Calgary with everything somebody needs yeah. to make a great production happen. Uh, and then they built it. Yeah, that thing was like... 20 to 30 years in the it making. It was, yeah. Like, this has been a conversation on for a long project. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to have William F. White's there is, I mean, for any filmmaker, such a useful uh, thing. Um, so they're definitely the place to go for your uh, motion picture, television, digital media, or theatrical production um, needs and equipment of, over at William F. White's. And at the Calgary Film Center, they aim to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen and industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs, Scott. Anyone's needs? Well, that's the nice thing about just a big empty room, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Is like, yeah. whatever you need. I mean, you bring the you bring the cameras and you, you bring, bring the, the story the, and, and the, we'll the set. Yeah. Um, but everything else you need is there. And of course, the film center delivers uh, a bunch of programs and support um, to the film and the local film and television community here in Alberta. Um, you know, from from speaking events to workshops to uh, even a fund called the Project Lab last year, which is very exciting. Um, so if you'd like to find out more about uh, the Calgary Film Center, just hit up calgaryfilmcenter.com. Is it is it part of like a process for you? Is it part of maybe it's therapeutic in, in some way to Yeah, definitely. To put it out there and talk It's about a it? it's like therapy in my own home. Like I go to therapy and I have an amazing yeah. therapist and uh I've seen an amazing psychologist recently who's just like an angel here on earth, but I think putting it out there in the world is necessary for me mm-hmm. just because so many people have told me like, oh yeah, it's PTSD, but you know, it's probably not PTSD because you were never in the army. And I actually think that, like, yes. Oh. oh my gosh. I saw a psychiatrist recently. I'm not going to psychiatrist. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name. Oh, no. But if you want to know who he is, contact me and I'll tell you not to go see him because holy cow, he, uh, I just went into his office. I got a referral from my family doctor who, um, used to be like a psych major or whatever. And, um, she 
really thinks that mental health is as important as physical health, which I totally agree with also. I may be a little biased, (laughs) but um, she referred me to this guy and I went into his office and just told him all of my symptoms and a bit of my story and whatever. And he asked me, do you ever think that you have any special abilities or talents and that you're really great? And I was like, well, I I like to think that I'm okay at my job and I don't know if I'm good at singing, but I like to do it. And it's like one of my hobbies, I guess. And Sounds like he was asking if you thought you had superpowers. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. at first too. And uh, then <laughs> he was like, oh, do your thoughts ever race? Like, do you ever have racing thoughts? I'm like, yes, always. Like my mind is always like hypervigilant looking out for the next thing that's going to go wrong. And that's not what he meant, uh, apparently. <laughs> and so he diagnosed me with bipolar 2, which is... Uh, I didn't know that there were numbers. Yeah, the yeah there's device. there's two different kinds, apparently. Oh. Bipolar 1 is the one where it's like, wow, I'm uh, manic highs, way up yeah, here. And, and oh, lows, I'm so right. depressed way down right. here. But um, bipolar 2 is where you experience hypomania, which is like, oh, I'm pretty... Pretty reasonably high up here, but not super high up here. Oh, I'm way down there for weeks and weeks. And then, oh, I'm hypomanic again. Hmm. Oh, I'm on top of the world, kind of. <laughs> Halfway. Right. So. And then well, you go sad again. And that's huh. not so me at it all. It fluctuates less? Is, is it, bipolar it 2? It fluctuates as often, but you just don't get like the super high way highs, right? high up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't like Interesting. get super manic. Um, mm. But yeah, that's not me at all. And I asked him like, okay, so even with these flashbacks that I'm experiencing, you don't think it's PTSD? And like I relisted off my symptoms again. And I was actually reading off of a list on my phone and he stopped me halfway through and he said, uh, he said, well, usually you experience flashbacks if you're somebody who has gone to war and then you come (laughs) home and relive it. Like, Uh. Dude, there's different kinds of war. There's like, different kinds of trauma. Yeah, 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 trauma is valid no matter where it comes from. Absolutely. Like, don't get me wrong. There are things that I see on the internet like, I'm traumatized because somebody had a different political belief than right, me. Right, of course. Yeah. But it's, like, it's, the same, it's the same way we use the word, I'm starving, right? Like, Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're yeah. not actually starving. You're not and actually like, traumatized. I've laughed at a few of these jokes because I'm a bad person, but that whole like triggered thing online, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh, I'm triggered. Oh. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Thank you, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. just mad, or you're just upset. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a difference between being offended and, and being triggered. Yeah. Being yeah. triggered and seeing your trauma replay in front of your right, mind. Right. Right. So yeah, the fact that there's medical professionals and just the general yeah. population doesn't really understand what being triggered is and what trauma is. And the fact that this psychiatrist literally told me, like, oh, you usually get flashbacks if you go to war and come uh-huh. home. To me, that makes it necessary to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely, I mean, and that's yeah. the thing is mental health is so under-discussed, right? Like, and I, I feel like it should be treated exactly the same as physical health. Yeah, right? definitely. If, if you need to go see a doctor about something, you go see a doctor about something. And, and the stigma doesn't need to be there. Like, I don't understand why it's there. But... Yeah, that's surprising to me that even doctors like that are yeah. thinking that way. Was he was he older? Um, 
ish. He was probably in his fifties. Okay, so super old. Super old. He was ancient. Ew. Yeah, that's super old. I don't know if I know anyone that old. Come on, Grandpa. Yeah. Get hip <laughs> with the times. Get triggered. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Matt, I'm triggered. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. That's, don't, I'm a bad person. But another reason why I think it's really important to talk about mental health and just like throw myself naked, on, okay, emotionally naked onto the internet. I would have a lot more views if I was. Yeah, but not on YouTube though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. That, that, Um, That terrifies me, putting anything on YouTube, let alone something personal. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It can be tough sometimes. There's sometimes when I'm about to hit upload and I'm like, Hey! like when I, and <laughs> that's the exact sound I make. Um, yeah. When I was putting up the video announcing to the world that like I'm going to be obtaining an owner training, a puppy yeah. to become my psychiatric service dog um, at the advice of my doctor, my therapist, and now this psychologist that I've seen, not the psychiatrist by Felicia. Um <laughs> I was so scared because I still am kind of because <laughs> it's like, oh, what are people going to think about me? Like every time I talk to somebody about it, it's like I'm reading a screen behind their eyes that says, right. Kalela, you're being dramatic. Mm. Like right. you're taking this opportunity away from somebody who's deaf or blind and mm. like you're not deaf or blind. Why do you get a service dog? And the fact that I feel that way makes me think that there's probably dozens of other people on this planet maybe even millions that might feel the same way yeah and and i think the reality is that there are people who think that yeah probably and and that's the world we live in and and that's you know amongst many other things there i think i think when i worry that someone's thinking something stupid or 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 bad about me they Probably are at least around one percent of the time. I know and, I know, always like it, am. It, it exists. Oh, good. Yeah, good, I am good. too. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So you're right, hundred percent of the time here. So I think I think the the I for, for me personally, the journey is not to stop believing that that is happening, but maybe it's not for the most part. Um, but just to accept that there are those people who are gonna yeah. think shitty thoughts about you, and that's not anything you can control or anything you can necessarily do about that. Even that's I, their world. I, 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 assu- I always just assume that nobody ever thinks about me, ever. Right. Oh, I wish I could so, feel that so way. When it's That's like, so good. So when I meet someone, they're like, oh, I've heard of you. And I'm just like, what? How? How? What are you talking about? Um, you, it was host, probably you host me a successful podcast. The yeah, we have, oh, yeah, we have dozens of listeners. <laughs> um, do we have dozens? Yeah. We, we, more than dozens. More than dozens. Wow, that's we awesome. We do. We have, we have more than dozens. I'm one, one of them, of them that's subscribed. Sure. One of them, yeah, I'll bet no. you. Is it me? <laughs> yeah. Because you're right. No, so I'm just kidding. the other really cool thing that this has unlocked for you is the is the Calgary YouTube community. So tell yes. us about that. Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember how I found them. I think maybe I was looking on Facebook for just people who do YouTube in in my area, you know, hot YouTubers in my area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I found them. <laughs> nice. Um, we used to be called YouTube Calgary. And then one of the admins of the group reached out to YouTube and was like, hey, guys, can we call ourselves YouTube Calgary? And then YouTube was like, hey, guys, no. No, for sure, no. Why? Because you can't use the word YouTube? Yeah, just because it's like their brand. So in case you can't see me with your ears, people listening, I'm wearing a YouTube Calgary shirt that has the Calgary Tower in red with the YouTube play button in white in the middle of it. And underneath it says YouTube Calgary. Oh, so when you said uh, before we were recording that that 
that's one of only a few shirts. That's, that's you, a limited you edition. You can't use that shirt anymore. You can't sell yeah, that. Or- I don't know if they are still selling them or not, Mm-mm. but I like to believe that like I got in there yeah, yeah, on yeah. the ground floor. You clearly did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we... Even though it's the top of the tower, oh not the ground God. floor. Wow, Scott. Ooh. Hey. I hope the glass floor falls out under you, and then Superman <laughs> comes to catch you. Something, something, glass ceiling joke. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Back at you. Stay wow. tuned for a special episode <laughs> where Scott and Kalela just have a pun off. Let's go. I would lose so fast. I would lose so fast. Yeah, I would lose so fast. Hey, um, so what? Te- let's let's talk technical stuff for a second. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to be a technical person, but obviously you're you're doing it you're going from nothing to a youtube channel so you use your the camera on your macbook but now you're using a a, a camera yes what are you shooting on it is a mystery no um oh. it's it's actually luke's camera okay. that he had and never used and i was like can i use this and he was like yeah bro and it's a <laughs> um a canon freaking dslr t3i T3, yeah, perfect yeah. okay and, and then you just pop the sd card into your computer and what program do you use to cut? iMovie. iMovie, that's right. fine. That's great. Yeah, that's no, it's, yeah. The point of this is to... can't to, afford to yeah. download anything, and my conscience can't afford to pirate anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. I've tried, but I just don't know how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, iMovie it is. Okay. That works for me with yeah, the stuff that absolutely. I yeah. am capable of figuring out how to for do. Sure, so. Sure. And then so, so you do your editing in there, and then you export and upload to YouTube, and that's that. So, yep. so what are some YouTube tricks that you've learned? Ooh, I have learned... Or like some things that you maybe didn't know on the outset. What have I learned? I've learned that if you have an interesting title and actually go out of your way to create a custom thumbnail, people will more often be interested in it. Like if you put it up like, ooh, my awesome vlog with a picture of your face just kind of like halfway through saying something from the automatically generated one. I don't often click on those, so I assume other people don't. Right. And... uh, So you want like the big text and... Next year, Easter, whatever, yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Like, you won't believe what right. happens oh, yeah. at four minutes and thirty-two <laughs> Scientists seconds. Scientists hate this person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This girl got a service dog. Doctors hate her. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> she how- never went to war. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, I don't want to say use clickbait, but try to. Well, make the, your the thing about clickbait thing is enticing. is you can't argue with the results. Yeah, it's right. true. Yeah, I mean, it's everything so is clickbait. Like, but, I don't like that term because we all want, every, like, if you create something, you want people to click on it. It's it's all. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if you look at headlines from newspapers in the 40s, they were clickbait too, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Churchill dying or something, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I want to read that. I remember I remember uh, in, in Edmonton, I think it was the Sun, uh, the Edmonton Sun had a headline when Princess Diana died. It was just Diana dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the whole headline. Like, like half the the, the page. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so sensitive. I think so. So yeah. here's the thing. I, I haven't I haven't really used YouTube to upload or, or as a video hosting service very much recently. But when I when I was, it used to be that you couldn't do a custom thumbnail uh, unless you were a, a partner, a YouTube partner. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's still like that. I don't know. What do you need to become a partner? Because I'm one. It used to, you, used to, <laughs> you used to need like a thousand subscribers, but it's I think it's a lowered lot and lowered now. the barrier. Yeah, and I, think I know now, to do a custom uh, URL, you only have to have a hundred subscribers. Okay, and then to monetize, you have to have ten thousand views. Okay, and your whole yeah. channel. Yep. Well, that's cool. not so bad. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. Do you have ten thousand views? I have like 
30,000 views. Oh my God. Whoa. Okay. So are you monetizing? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's like... Why? why? Nothing. Well, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I think you've talked about this on, on YouTube a little bit, but like what's happening? What's your perspective on the on the whole like anti-monetization apocalypse that seems to have happened where YouTube is, for those who don't know, kind of cracking down on on content that might not be uh, sponsor-friendly right. or advertiser-friendly, and it's apparently messing with a lot of people's yeah. you know, established income for years. Um, and I feel like you got demonetized for something, did you? Oh, yeah, a lot. Like, yeah? okay. it's not as often anymore, yeah. but... Yeah. When if, they, whether because they had like unleashed this algorithm, right? Yeah, Wasn't that yeah. what happened? That yeah. just like destroyed. And I, I kind of hope they get it together right. <laughs> because yeah. uh, it's anything from what I've seen and experienced. Anything that I tag, oh yeah, using tags is a good one. That's too, what I've heard is because then it comes up in the search when right. Yeah. To be found, but I've heard that the algorithm also uses that to yeah. determine like so murder, if I death, take, kill, or in the yeah. like, you're gonna get <laughs> or like oh, wow. mental health or mental illness things. Um, a lot of LGBTQ plus 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 stuff is being demonetized right. because apparently that's not advertiser friendly. And there's this one channel that I follow. Ugh. Um, ugh. There's <laughs> this one channel that I follow. It's called Oakcroft Films. Okay. And he's this guy named Nathan who's autistic and he just has a channel and it's a really good channel. And a lot of the times that he uploads, um, what is it called? It's a series called Autism Actually Speaking. And whenever he has the word autism in the title or in the tags, it gets demonetized wow. because a lot of people who I, I'm not going to use the words I want to use because I respect you guys and your podcast. Mm -hmm. But think of every word that sucks. Those apply those words to the people online who are using the word autism or autistic right. as right. Right. a slur or yeah, a yeah. like. <laughs> gotcha yeah. an insult that's what i'm looking for right right <laughs> and trump is always saying ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> autism. billions and billions, billions. we got oh, us full of autisms gosh but there's this one meme or whatever that really gets to me and it's the autistic screeching thing that bothers me so much I don't know this. and I don't know this it's one. like apparently i think it's more in the like gaming community, okay. maybe. Yeah. But uh, Dan Olson knows about this. Okay. And Dan Olson knows everything. So. <laughs> he does know everything. But wow. uh, yeah, that really bothers me because I have a 15 year old brother who's autistic. Right. And I kind of think he's a person, a pretty great person at <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So it just like, it bothers me that people are using the word autistic as an insult so much that YouTube is like, oh, autism actually speaking. Nay, nay, right, right, take right. your dollar sign away from here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like it's awful. It's it's kind of a scary censorship, whitewashy thing that that uh, I'm I'm kind of nervous about. But but even like the news, it's even like if you if you're covering if you have a news show, you're going to be talking about violence. You're going to be talking yeah. about war. You're going to be talking about non advertiser friendly things. And and so, I I don't think it's like you say as bad anymore. But but there was a time where all of that was getting demonetized. So that's pretty scary. And I think they target certain channels too. I don't mean to go all like conspiracy, conspiracy. Right, yeah, yeah. But no, well, I think yeah, with the Logan Paul business, I think we yeah. know for certain. Yeah, that oh YouTube gosh, has a bias yeah. towards. Right, of course. I don't want to talk about <clears throat> that guy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, what he did was awful. But it was. <laughs> but not only that, it was just that that YouTube put him in the trending, which yeah. is a handpicked thing. It's not like a, an algorithm. YouTube picks what is trending. Yeah. Uh, and 
and then also started deleting videos that were responses to that whole event. So oh, wow. that it's pretty clear that they like Logan Paul. They want Logan Paul's videos to do well. They don't want him to. So and it just so happens that he's in these YouTube Red originals, and obviously they don't yeah. want him. Don't want to lose him. So um, it's weird how YouTube has become like a network, yeah. a network in that sense, um, and it's kind of too bad. And I wonder how long it's going to be before. I mean, I you know the community's been talking about it for a long time but when is when is when is when are all the big creators gonna say we've had enough of this let's go find our own thing start our own probably when it starts hitting them hard right right yeah (laughs) there's this one girl that i follow on youtube who put up a video last week of her grandmother making meatballs and it was just like the sweetest video just her vlogging her grandmother like oh and now you put in the eggs and then you stir it around demonetized like what balls <laughs> that's why how is that not yeah balls, balls kalela yeah did she put meat and balls as separate words in the tags mm. oh you know now that i think of it the title was look at my grandmother's sweaty balls <laughs> well there you go you won't believe there what she go. shows you at i'm no youtube genius but <laughs> yeah you'll never decide just hate these meatballs so you're you're so multifaceted. You, you've got the makeup. You're you're a filmmaker. You're doing YouTube, uh, and and what's the what's the YouTube Calgary community like? Amazing. It's, it's not huge, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, it's not that big, but the but it's an area that, are that we've never are... really covered on on the show. No, certainly not. And like like Dan Olson is is may, maybe not part of that community, but he technically is. He's a YouTuber. Yeah, in, in, I think in he's in the group actually. Oh, is he? Okay, Facebook. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's such a huge growing and that's filmmaking. That's, that's a filmmaking, like even people who do like, like playthroughs of video games and, and massive, yeah, yeah, that's, that's filmmaking. So it's cool that you're kind of the first, you know, guest we've had that's, that can talk about that. And um, I have ideas for other guests. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I know there are some big, some big names that have a lot of subscribers that aren't like a traditional documentary or short film filmmaker, but they're still filmmakers. So yeah, it's a cool topic that I think we should do more of. Yeah. There's a, there's this guy in YouTube Calgary. I think he's one of the people on the board. His name's Kyle Marshall and he has this business that he just started this year. Yes. The media lab. Yeah. And it's just this place. Have you been? I've been there. I haven't worked in there yet, but I donated to his uh, GoFundMe or whatever it was. So I have a couple free hours in there and I can't wait to use them. Cool. But uh, there's a like sound booth in there. It's yeah. just, it's like, like a TARDIS in the middle of the room, <laughs> right, right. Sweet. but white with all our signatures on it. Nice. It's cute. a really cool space. That's but great. Yeah. There's this like soundproof ish box that yeah. you can go in and record stuff. And then there's like a few computers where you can do editing mm-hmm. and they actually hold um, workshops there every so often. I think there's one coming up on, I'm not going to say a date because I'm going to get it wrong, but sometime this month sure. there's a lighting workshop. Cool. And I think it's being put on by uh, what's his name there? Scott Lutley. Yeah. Lutley rings a bell. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, teaching a lighting workshop there. So they just do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Cool. And by they, I mean probably just Kyle. He's, <laughs> He's so that's cool. I love that man. But yeah, he's also a YouTuber. Yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of people in the community who have that kind of drive to like, let's be creative mm-hmm. as a community. And <laughs> yeah. every so often we have, um, I think it used to be once a month, but now I think it's like twice a year or once every few months. There's just a general meeting. And, and what do you guys talk about? Um, the one time that I went, it was just like, what can we do to make this community better, you know, like how can we grow Mm. this community and get more people involved? 
CSIF and this community need to talk. Sure. I don't know if there's a, if that's happening, but that's that's a no brainer. That that. Yeah, there's, actually. I don't know why that's not happening, or or maybe it is, but. Uh, Somebody yeah, in the or, group or, got or, a membership to CSIF for Christmas. I saw a post ah, in the group this sweet. morning. So it's beginning. Nice. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> awesome. So we talked about um, putting yourself out there in the public eye with something so sensitive, but we haven't really talked about how the response has been hey. to that. Yeah. Um, what, how has the response been to that? Like, how do you find usually people react to those to um, videos you put out? It's... Mostly, like for the most part, it's been super positive because I think the people finding my channel are the ones who are looking for like, what does PTSD yeah. feel like? And uh, my channel pops up and it's basically just become a little community of people who are like, I'm sick with this too. I'm not alone. Right. But every so often there will be that one person who comes along like, wow, you're just like everybody else on the internet. You have PTSD too because you stubbed your toe. Get real. I'm like, well. But I stubbed my toe at war. Yeah. Like, come on. I was in the trenches. In Okay. It's, it's awful. Like, just, and there's one comment that I got recently that was like, wow, people will fake any illness Whoa, these days. Really? Like, okay. Like. <sighs> If I, I would love to be faking. Like yeah. when I finally got my um, diagnosis, <laughs> I was talking to Luke about how overjoyed I was. Mm-hmm. He was like, wow, it's almost like you're not faking. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, oh, speaking of Jesus, um, I opened up my Snapchat to have it so that anybody can contact me at any time. Um, not just people on my friends list, just because I've had people reach out to right, me. Right, of course. And... Be like, oh, I'm having this problem. Is that PTSD? Or like, how do I get past flashbacks and not being able to sleep and stuff? And uh, somebody contacted me and told me, your illness is still in the baby stages. You can still rise above it and cure it. And I don't care if that makes me sound arrogant, but when people say there's no cure for PTSD, they're wrong. All you have to do is believe in their version of God. I don't, right. want, I don't want to open that can of worms, right. yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. and it's not, it's not about what religion they were. It's the fact that they were telling me like, right. you can still beat this. And you thank you what so I much. Believe. But yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care if I sound arrogant. Like that should have been when you stopped yeah. typing and deleted it. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it's been overwhelmingly like, wow, thank you for talking about this. You're, you've given me a voice and I don't know how to talk to my family about it, but now I can send them these videos. And there have been a lot of people actually telling me, wow, my boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, sister, brother, neighbor has PTSD. And I had no idea mm. that they were going through all this stuff. Mm. And I'm totally going to interact with them differently now. Like, thank you. Right. So wow. well, that, that makes me the, feel so much less amazing. alone myself. Yeah, so it's really amazing. good. And, 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 you know, be it, you know, something specific like like mental health or or any short film or feature film, like you put content, you create content for viewers, right? Like you're, you're, you're putting it out there for someone to see. And um, how remarkable is that, that, that you're, you're actually helping people? That's, well, this is something, this is interesting to me because that's true. I mean, I mean, why would you share it on YouTube if you didn't want other people to see it? But I, but what's interesting to me is that for you, it's more about 
about um, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Right. Rather than having that audience. So we always think about filmmaking as doing it for an audience. Um, but some of the best stuff that comes out is, is from that authentic voice where it's like, this is me being mm-hmm. me and I don't mm-hmm. care who watches it and I don't care. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this may be a bit of a shift in perspective on, on yeah. what I, how, what I feel about good point. filmmaking and stuff too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have a huge audience because then yeah, well, more people course. are learning about for this sure, sure, and yeah. I get that sweet, sweet right. validation. <laughs> but it's like we talked about when you walked into your screenwriting class where it's about, you know, you being yourself and, and using your own life experiences and yeah. coming from that place of authenticity. And, and um, I think there's, there's real power in that for sure. Yeah, I, I, do you remember Dan Gascon when oh, yes. in our screenwriting class he uh, he had us do a, 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 a uh, an assignment all about our pain. Yeah, I remember this was Ooh. the very first assignment. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and so kind of a similar perspective in that, uh, but he believes that you know you can pull great art, great writing out of you know maybe your most painful. And and to be fair, I don't think all the class enjoyed this process or, or necessarily agreed with it um, because that, you know, you're also welcome to keep your pain to yourself. You don't have to yeah, tell your screen. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, it certainly is true that you can draw from it for creativity. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 Another reason why uh, I think it's important to use your, use your pain and put it out there is uh, a, a long pause for emphasis. For dramatic <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My mind went blank. Um, my mother was super mentally ill. Um, I know that probably sounds very insensitive the way I said that, but it was just, it took over her whole life. And when she was in the hospital because of cancer, we actually had her treated for schizophrenia and the medications that she was put on and everything turned everything right around. And oh, wow. it was like a whole new person. And she got mm. to experience joy for what I think is probably the first time in her life Wow! and peace for the first time in her oh, life. And her her mental illness was so in control that when she was first diagnosed with cancer a year before we found out about it, oh. um, she was so afraid of doctors and medicine and everything because she had hallucinations and right. delusions right. and everything. And she couldn't accept that she was mentally ill because of the stigma surrounding it. So she let the cancer grow until she had no choice but to go to the hospital because she was found unconscious in her home. So to me, if something doesn't change and people don't start having more open conversations about mental health, whether it's their mental health or a loved one, or just if people don't accept that, Mental illness does not equal crazy psycho yeah. yada yada. Or more people or it are does, going but even to those, die. But even yeah. destigmatizing those words, right? Like yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, to say some someone has severe mental illness is not a is not an insult or an attack. Yeah, that's, definitely that's, not. And it doesn't. Yeah, it it, it yeah. doesn't debase them as a human no, being either. No, yeah. It should be seen as like not not to say that mental illness is is curable like physical stuff is necessarily always but like it should be seen as like oh no you have a broken arm like oh no yeah totally like like exactly like no different yeah it's like oh no you've got something wrong that you need to go get get work on and like your doctor saying you, you should check up on that as much as you check up on yeah definitely physically so yeah um yeah really powerful stuff thank you for sharing that that was that was cool Thank you for um. listening. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was just waiting for my turn to talk. Oh, same. Always. <laughs> that's, that's me all the time. Uh, where can people find more about you, your your internet presence, your your vlogs? Where can, where can people find that? 
Um, you can find it at www.imsoembarrassed.com. No, just kidding. <laughs> I wonder What's if that's there? a real I'll bet you there's something there. We're going there. We're going there. Let's, <laughs> let's go look it up. Well, it's in the show um, notes. Yeah. <laughs> so on YouTube, my channel is called Post Traumatic Victory, and that is also the name of my Facebook page. Cool. And on Twitter, I'm just Kalela Says. Not just Kalela Says. On Twitter, I am Kalela <laughs> Says. <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm underscore Kalela or Beauty by Kalela. Okay. I can't pick a name. I have so many different <laughs> names. I think maybe there's a part of me that hopes that like, nobody will find me <laughs> right right. if i just make it as vague as possible yeah, every, every, yeah. but the th- when you've got a name as awesome as kalela you can have so much more fun with it like with scott it's just scott great scott well, oh yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is it's it's somewhat unique right like uh like nadine Madel morgan has yep. a, an amazing email address that's like nadine at something insane like gmail or something like a major like how did you yeah. get that that's not even right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I would hope that you, you know, this is this is the the danger or the sadness that I have for all of our children is that they're not going to have any screen names available. I know. They, yeah. I mean, I don't even get to use Kalela <laughs> because there's this amazing Ethiopian American singer who goes oh, by Kalela. I, I, <laughs> I think it. she's doing Coachella this year. One oh, of my wow. friends, uh, Caitlin Turner, texted Holy. me a screenshot of the poster. <laughs> she was like, "You're doing Coachella." <laughs> like. Uh, no, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's the real Kalela. Uh, no, no such thing. It's the other, just Kalela. another Kalela. Uh, cool. So, uh, anything else we should we should cover before we go? Or? Um. Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. <laughs> Hi, mom. Long uh, <laughs> oh, was that too morbid? Sorry. Um. Well. Oh my! I God. hear that Story Hive is sponsoring this episode. Is that a lot? Am I allowed to say of that? Of course. Yes. Okay. Yes, great. That's true. Hi, Story Hive. I'm entering for your immersive ah. edition. Um, my project that I'm going to pitch is called Inside PTSD. So, if everybody listening could just go vote for that, there am I go. allowed to ask of for course, that? Of course. Okay, of course. Good. Yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not a voting round, though. It's not a voting thing. Oh, it's not. But Story yeah. Hive should be aware of it. So that's Story right. Hive. Yeah. Right. Just. Just, just, know, just you know. do it, you know? You're already just, marketing your project. Just pick me. Absolutely. And and if this this podcast is any indication, it's going to be a very interesting and, and cool um, discussion or experience or immer- I hope so. immersive VR. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing about VR, right, is, is it's so powerful at, at creating empathy. Yeah, because right. from my understanding, I don't know anything about technology. I did a VR roller coaster thing on Luke's brother's VR right. setup once. That was horrifying. Um, <laughs> it's like you're in it, right? For sure. That's, that's yeah. why it's immersive. You're yeah. just like you're in it to win it. You must go to the VRcade. Ooh, I'm serious. It's down do south. Not by, a sponsor. By, not a sponsor. By <laughs> IKEA. Oh, um, okay. there are a few VR rooms around, but um, before you apply, go go as soon okay. as you can. That's like right by my house. Okay, so. perfect. So it's just VRcade. You must because because. What you will experience there will absolutely change your application for the better. Sweet. I'm serious. Um, there, and not not there, but there was this uh, VR experience done by, I think it was Pixar, and it was this little hedgehog. You guys hear about this? No. And this hedgehog is like going through all these little misadventures, and he's like falling down and stumbling and stuff, and it was supposed to be this little cute comedy that you put on these VR goggles and you watch. And uh, instead of uh, laughing at the hedgehog, everyone felt sorry for him. Yeah. And not because, I mean, it's Pixar, they know what they're doing, right? Or whoever, I think it was Pixar. But the point of it is that when you're feeling like you're actually there, you don't have that critical distance anymore yeah. that you do when you're watching mm. film. So, uh, yeah, the empathy thing is huge. And I think a really strong, 
suit uh, in or card in your application deck. Is that because our brains think I can do something? I can do about something this? about like, this. Yeah, interact, yeah, can, exactly. Can, in in uh, what's the word? I can take action. Yeah, interact. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, as opposed to when you're sitting down in front of your TV. Yeah, no, this is an experience that I am not yeah. in charge of. Right, right. Right, but yeah. That's kind of what drew me to it um, Yeah, this it's, round, it's huge it's for that kind like, of stuff. Yeah, they're actually, I think they're planning on using it or already are to, to, to help PTSD survivors yeah. and, and stuff like that, so. That's um, neat. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to use it to... Uh, mortify everybody watching it who doesn't understand PTSD. <laughs> like, look, see that thing in the corner over there? You can't unsee it and it's well, going to yeah, follow you yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's very yeah. interesting. That is cool. And and one of the earlier applications for VR that I had seen was was for medicine in in a way, which was that they had taken real audio of like a 911 call of oh, someone wow. being injured or attacked on the street. And so it's a cell phone call, so you're hearing it, and you're seeing the person, and so they they generated the person talking on the phone, making that call, and you know you see the ambulance arrive, and you're hearing all of this with the real audio, but they you know they generated the experience, so you're standing there with this victim of this. So wow, yeah, powerful thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as I said, is there is there anything else that we should go over that we missed that you think we should uh, maybe maybe have forgotten? Yes, I forgot too. Pretty cool things. Okay. <laughs> um, the first one is that I told you that we're not called YouTube Calgary right. anymore. Yes. We're just like nameless. Oh. <laughs> we don't have a name. No, no name. Oh. It's a Calgary Video Creators. Oh, it does have a name. Yes. And they Calgary have a Facebook page and a Twitter page oh, okay, and a cool. Instagram. And I believe they're all Calgary Video Creators. Sweet. And uh, the second thing that I forgot, we had a whole conversation about how, like, with my name and how even I, with a weird name like Kalela, don't get to be the first one to have Kalela as a screen name. Right. I was the first one on Patreon <laughs> to have oh, Kalela. Oh, so nice. my, my Patreon, if you should care to check it out or <laughs> support me on there, is uh, patreon.com slash Kalela. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So what's what's Patreon like? Like I've, I've, I've seen it. I've never used it. I've never like been in the back end where you... But... The thing that worries me about it is is you're now beholden to your your patrons to create this content that you're promising, which is a good thing, of course, uh, and probably good motivation as well. But is that the case where you're now you're like, okay, now I have to create a certain amount of content? Uh, yes and no. Um, for me, the thing is that my five dollar perk is that I'll write a song about you, oh. and I have gained a number of five dollar patrons. Nice. <laughs> so now I have to write a bunch <laughs> of songs about right. people that I either know or absolutely don't know. <laughs> but what is Pat- Patreon for those who don't, who may not have heard of it? Um, it is. Is it a crowdfunding thing? Well, I don't. It's I would like say a, definitely. I think yeah. so. Yeah, like an online tipping thing. Yeah, but it's more of like a subscription. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like and subscription you can, crowdfunding is yeah. how I see it, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way to explain it. Um, it's also a really good way to kind of get to know your audience because mm. you can have different perks for different levels as with many crowdfunding right. things. So it's like a, if Kickstarter is like supporting a project, Patreon will be supporting an artist. Yes. To create. Right. <clears throat> on an ongoing basis, right? So it's like you, you pay whatever you want, like five bucks a month or something yeah. to... Yeah, I think it's from a dollar to as many dollars as you want. Um, I challenge you, if you're listening, to be the first person to donate $100 a month to nice. my Patreon. <laughs> that's Sorry. the challenge for the day. <laughs> but the, the other thing that's interesting about it is it's it's not just uh, a crowdfunding, but it's also it, it's a platform 
for yeah. creators as well. From from what I can see as a user, uh, you know, like I fo- I follow someone who is creating like audio, just audio content, and you can select. And I, I'm not actually a patron, so you, so clearly you must be able to select if you if you're uh, you know a creator. Uh, this could be a public piece of yeah. content that I put out there, and it's embedded right in the Patreon like stream, like right in the page. So, um, so obviously there are, there's content that would only be for your patrons and content that's only available for your higher perked patrons. Yeah. But like, I, is there a video player? Like, can you upload videos to it as well? And it lives in the Patreon world? I don't or, know. Or do you just go to YouTube? <laughs> Basically what I do is I put it unlisted on YouTube and then okay. share the link to Patreon. Okay, cool. But Sweet. I don't know. I should look into that. And what do you, what do you do? Cause you obviously create public videos. Yep. Um, you create videos just for your patrons as well. Um, not yet. I'm hoping to do that in the future when okay. I have a little more time, but cool. there is a patron only yeah. live stream. Oh, sweet. So yeah, I see that as a perk a lot too. Like, like a, like a monthly hangout with the creator. And, yeah. 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 That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. So there's that. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, thank uh, you. Clearly. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Love these uplifting chats. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Yay. Thanks, Kalayla. That Thanks, was awesome. Kalayla. Um, yeah. Kalayla yeah. Dirksen is how her last name is pronounced. I, I, I hope so, it. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously she's really open to these conversations. So if uh, if you connected with anything you want to chat with her, please don't hesitate to reach out. Cause yeah, and like she said at the end there, that Patreon stuff is very cool. And I, you know, I don't think there are all that many creators in, in Calgary doing it. But maybe there are because... Uh, that's the kind of thing you can do, you know, as a, as an Island, you don't necessarily need right. to be a part of the, the YouTube community here or, or the filmmaking community here. You can do that yourself and that's fine. Internet. Um, but, uh, if you have any questions about, about Patreon, you can also reach out to her or, or anything that she yeah. covered. Okay. Let's get, uh, I, I liked our lightning round last week. Do you want to try to do that again? Sure. Sure. All right. Back into the news you can use, uh, sponsored by bleeding art industries, dreaming of the Oscar podium. I am oh. want to become a better filmmaker or maybe even make your first film. For the rest of this season's podcast, the award-winning, super cool Bleeding Art Industries will be giving you a tip each week. Whether you're a VF, uh, an FX person or an animator, props builder, or producer, it's all about the details. Learn some new tricks of the trade that add value for you and your project. So listen to the podcast each week and visit bleedingartindustries.com for the up-to-date tip list and follow them on social media to share your thoughts on their latest hot tip. I'm so excited for That's this. cool. Awesome. I'm, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Very nice. So we will share our first tip in the news you can use next week. All right. So let's jump into it. Um, we've been telling you this for weeks. So hopefully you've got your rosy submission ready to go for uh, the 4 p.m. deadline uh, on January 17th. Um, so uh, get your submissions in. You can check out ampia.org for all the information on that. The Lieutenant Governor of Alberta Emerging Artist Awards now open for entry. The deadline is February 9th. They will be awarding up to 10 artists with $10,000 cash money and a medal. Um, find out more at artsawards.ca. This this thing only happens every other year. So yeah, if, you're, cool. if you're not going to make it, you're, you got to wait two years. And where else do you get a medal unless you're going to war, right? Right. It's <laughs> a bit of a theme. Right. In this war. It's the war theme. <laughs> right. Uh, International Festival of Winter Cinema. Again, if you've got a, a film that kind of centers around the, the world of winter, snow, mountains, this is the festival for you. The deadline is January 28th, and you want to check out filmfreeway.com slash ifwintercinema uh, to find out more information about that. It's a cool festival for your winter-focused film. Another awesome festival, of course, is the Calgary Underground Film Festival. The call for submissions is now uh, 
live. It's open, and the deadline is February 5th to submit your film. Uh, they actively look to showcase titles in all genres, from horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, to comedies, thrillers, and music-related films. Uh, they also have some awards and prizes you can find out more about, uh, and you can submit through filmfreeway.com slash C-U-F-F. All right, on to upcoming screenings. Uh, coming up... Uh at the M Media Screening Room on February 1st uh, at 7 o'clock, uh, screening at 7.30, uh, is We Dream in Glitches, which is part of the Particle and Wave Media Arts Festival, um, which sounds pretty cool. It's uh, films from artists from around the world who explore isolated landscapes, of visual spectacles, both nostalgic and strange. So uh, you want to check out mmedia.ca for more, more information on that. Workshops coming up, uh, one at the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers shooting with the Scarlet. This is the Red Scarlet, mm. um, a pretty sweet camera that the CSAF owns. Um, and you must take this workshop if you want to rent the Red Scarlet. Um, Aaron Bernakovich, great guy to know anyway, will be there to uh, teach you all about that. It's happening on Saturday, January 20th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., $120 for members, $160 for non-members. You can check out csaf.org slash workshops for more information. Fundamentals of script writing, uh, Mount Royal, um, I don't know if it's a workshop or a class, but it's a 20-hour event over eight classes starting on January 22nd. Um, learn about writing for film, TV, or theater um, with uh, the, I'm looking, uh, Daniel Libin, yeah, is right, the, the instructor. Um, and it's through Mount Royal, so check out mtroyal.ca. Uh, for more information on that, or, or just check the show notes for the actual link to the whole long link. They're long links. Sometimes. They are a lot, some long links. I'm not yeah. Say it all. Yeah, I'm gonna say it all. <laughs> Plus, anyone's gonna like go and like type in. Yeah, just Come Google. On. Just yeah, Google yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you can figure it out. Um, speaking of googling, if you Google Quick Draw Animation Society, you will find a ton of upcoming classes. Um, I think oh. most of them are twelve week courses. Yes, they are, and they're all starting. I'm just verifying this as I go. They're all starting kind of January ish. Cool. Yeah, it seems like there's kind of one a night. Wow. Um, so on uh, Tuesdays, sorry, no, on uh, Wednesdays, they're doing Adobe After Effects. On Tuesdays, they are doing Intro to Tune Boom Harmony Advanced, which is, I guess, a software. <laughs> I've never heard of it, but uh, I'll bet you it's fantastic. And I bet you could learn a lot more about it uh, if you take the course. Thursdays, they're doing Animation Fundamentals. Um, and Saturdays, they're doing Projects in Animation. So these are all 12-week courses. They're all uh, about $360 for members, $385 for non-members, uh, and they're all starting uh, in January, the week of January 20th and onwards. So check them out at quickdrawanimation.ca, uh, and you can find out more about any of those. Cool. Uh, did you know, Scott, that in order to apply to uh, for membership uh, with IATSE 212, you need to be uh, standard first aid CPR AED level C certified? I I actually didn't know that. Nor did I. But if you need this course, uh, which you, you probably do, if because it, it sounds like it might be a new requirement. I haven't heard of it before. Um, it's a two-day course providing Red Cross standard first aid and CPR training uh, w with AEDs level C certification. Um, each day is from 8.30 to 4.30. And uh, yeah, like I said, it is a requirement to apply. Um, and it's actually only open to uh, members and permits at, at IATSE Local 212. So um, yeah, kind of part of your membership process, I right, guess. Become course, a permit, so. get this course, then that's part of your membership uh, process. Uh, what is shooting around town and around the province? Uh, Tin Star Season 2 is in pre-production until February 5th, when they will be going to camera. Winona, Winona Earp Season 3 uh, is... Oh, we're... When are you listening to this? 
10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, oh. probably Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be starting today, yeah. uh, production on One and Herb Season 3, so congrats to the cast and crew there. Uh, and then coming up, of course, Christmas Cupcake is a feature shooting in Edmonton, and True Fiction, a feature shooting in Calgary. If you've got anything that you're shooting you want to tell the community about, let us know, and we'll throw it in next week. Uh, job calls the festival and social media intern application uh, is still open uh, the position is open until it's filled so get your application in ASAP that is a cool opportunity for somebody uh, to work with the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers on their artifact small format film festival which is coming up soon so uh, need obviously need somebody with communications and social media experience and uh, you really get to put your mark on uh, on the first incarnation of this uh, of the new version of the hundred dollar film festival the artifact small format film festival so uh, it's that time again at the, the end of the show time. where we recommend things to the audience where you're never prepared yeah uh, but I got the advantage of having you talking while I knew that that was coming <laughs> uh, up nice, so I was thinking smart. about it um, I would recommend, uh, this is something that I should have done a long time ago, going through, um, you can find a lot online about kind of what standard deliverables are <laughs> for a feature film. Oh, okay, okay. There's um, some resources For distribution, there. yeah. There's, okay. there's quite a few. Um, and I, if you want to reach out to me, I will also send you a list of all the things that I had to pull together. Um, because some of them, I had no idea what they were. Um, mm, and, yeah. and so I wish, in hindsight, that what I had done is just kind of practice myself mm. or get started on these things like while the movie was shooting. Right. Um, not that it, not that it, it hampered me in any way really to, to do it at this stage, but um, I would have been a lot more comfortable going and knowing, Oh, okay. Like a, a clearance report is not the same as a title report. Right. Right. Like that could have saved me a lot of heartache uh, and stress. Um, or like what, you know, how do I file copyright and what does that all look like? Um, and, and the, I learned so much this week just by going through and doing it. And really all you're doing is just entering your address <laughs> in like a hundred different forms. Right. Um, but there's like assignments of rights and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I would recommend taking yourself through the distribution process and actually fill out all the forms. Mm. Don't just be like, oh, okay, I can see what that is. Like go through, because there are some, like if you're applying for insurance, sometimes one line will be like, oh, what the hell is that? And then it takes you 20 hours to go get that sure, thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, this right? is true. So, uh, yeah, practice makes mm, perfect. And mm -hmm. that's uh, like going into our next film will be so much more equipped course, just because we've course. done it before. So, Awesome. That's that's a great uh, piece of advice. Um, I'm going to recommend Late Night at the Plaza, which is a cool event that happens um, pretty regularly. Uh, and uh, although they're just jumping into a new season at the end of the month here on Wednesday, January 31st. Um, and it's like this cool like mashup of like artists and musicians and... I don't know, cosplay and, and like, like a, like a late night format with an interview and, and screenings and all, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's this really cool wacky event. I've only been to it once, but, um, uh, it's definitely something to check out and you can check out late night, yyc.com for more information on that, or just search on Facebook late night at the plaza. Um, that's it. That's all. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate that people seem to care about this stuff. Um, if you got something useful out of this, uh, that's just makes my day to know it's that. all yeah, great. Just, yeah. If one person applies for something because <laughs> they heard about it on the podcast, it's the best. Yeah, thing that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks of course to Briar who uh, scours the internet every week to pull all these things together. Mm -hmm. um, and Chad, of course, who wrote the music that you are about to listen to and Britt who did the design that drew you into this episode mm -hmm. um, among others. So if you are an Alberta filmmaker, this podcast is for you and about you. So please do share with us and we uh, 
always share with the community anything that anyone um, asks us to do. So, yeah, and if we got anything wrong uh, or uh, you have an idea for the podcast, uh, if if you know a good idea for a guest or if you'd like to be a guest or if you've got some news that we should share, let us know. You can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca. Um, and uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud. It's all AB Filmcast. And of course, like, subscribe. I don't know if you can like on iTunes, but subscribe on iTunes. Uh, hit that five-star button. That would be helpful for us. Yeah. Uh, we encourage you to listen to a final sponsorship message from the Alberta Post-Production Association, who is a wonderful organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when you're finished listening, go we'll make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.